Good afternoon on a Wednesday. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Obviously, a lot of stuff to get into today. It is St. Patrick's Day. We've got a new promotion. Uh, we've got some money to give your way that we're going to do this week, and that's going to start tomorrow. Uh, but we're going to d- discuss that. We've got our own bracket and bracket contest here at the station. And obviously, a big day of discussing what's going on in the NBA and the NFL with a lot of movement. But, uh, gentlemen, I know we wanted to start in a place that's a bit more personal here on the show today. And, look, this has been an ongoing discussion. This isn't the first time we've had the discussion amongst ourselves. And I, it may not even be the first time we've had this discussion on the air. But considering the rise in hate crimes in this country, particularly targeting the Asian-American community, which we are a big part of here in Southern California, which we, you know, we have colleagues, we have friends, we have family in, in some cases. Uh, myself, my sister-in-law is Korean. Um, you know, I feel like it's important, LZ, to have this conversation and just kind of really send a message of tolerance and love. You, you know, the thing that was really interesting in terms of timing was after our show, I found myself in a conversation with former uh, ESPN Sports Center anchor Kerry Chow. He's left the company a few years ago, and uh, we've remained friends over the years. And he was thinking about leaving journalism. And he just kind of floated his idea to me, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. And I said to him, obviously without knowing anything that had transpired in the Atlanta area, um, that your voice is necessary and I would hate for you to leave. That we do not have enough Asian American journalists or storytellers um, and that there is so much that we are missing in the general conversation, but in our coverage, in the media particularly, um, that we need you to stay in this field if you can. And so obviously we talked today after Georgia and you know, we were just talking about all the different elements to this horrific attack, this horrific story. And one of the things that was really clear is that there aren't a lot, enough people talking about this intersection of xenophobia and misogyny, as well as like gender-based violence. Um, because regardless of the rationale or the motive for this gunman, this 21-year-old gunman, um, the reality is, is that to your point, George, the Asian American community since the onset, particularly of the coronavirus, but really even before that, but sure. it really came into the, into the fore during this pandemic. And rhetoric matters, I, LZ, is the way I would describe it. And Scott, but not is just that- but not just rhetoric. It is yeah. also policy, and it's also just intent. Whether you say it out loud or not, if you harbor it it may show in ways that you're not even cognizant of. So I would simply say as we sit back and we try to, you know, figure out exactly what were all the motives behind this horrific attack, that we stay diligent in this intersection and requiring the voices of Asian Americans in this conversation because far too often when it comes to conversations dealing with race, we don't include them in this conversation, generally speaking, even though they are oftentimes the target of racism as well. Whoa, man. Okay. All right. Let's come out uh, heavy today, man. Okay. All right. So look, I'm just going to start off by saying this. Um, I hate hate, man. I really do. I hate when people hate stuff, people, a group of people, you know, black people, Hispanic people, Jewish people, you know, uh, uh, Asian people. I hate when, when, when somebody just hates 
people and and just it bothers me so much and it upsets me so much i mean honestly like i've been trying to collect my thoughts listening to you lz and i just i can't believe people are at me on twitter saying dude this was a a sex addict this wasn't a hate crime listen there have been i was looking this up today 3800 reports of anti-asian attacks in the last like eight months and most of them against women there have been 500 reported attacks in the last two months something's amping up i think everybody needs to pay attention to what's going on out there and i see this kid 21 years old guys my son's about to turn 21 years old it scares me like these kids have heard things in the last four years and particularly probably about the last 16 months that have been very anti-Asian. And if you weren't paying attention, and sometimes I really wasn't, you might not have heard it. Man, what, what happened yesterday is terrible, just terrible. And I mean, it's just, it's human, man. It breaks you up, it really does. Well, what I would say is, and you're not alone in that, uh, in, in the sense of, and I think that's to your point, LZ, right? Like, it, that group particularly gets left out of this conversation because we don't really include them, um, the, uh, the Asian community, right? Like, our, our focus is uh, on other things, right? Because there's, look, we live in a world where there's a lot of things that need to be righted, right? The wrongs that need to be righted. And, and I think that there, there is that. And, and this isn't about shaming anyone who, who may not have been familiar with it, but to your, the point that Scott just made with all those statistics, like that, that stuff that's been on the rise in particular since the pandemic started LZ. And I think that, you know, it shouldn't be this hard is my point to just be kind to people and be human. Um, it shouldn't be this hard. No, but I mean, this is what this country was founded on, you know? So it's just an extension of that. It began with the encounter with native Americans and it's taken off from there. Um, you know, just, you know, I, I I wanted to make sure that our listeners who happen to be Asian American um, knew that we care. Of course, and That's that it. yeah. Well, it's 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 important because for me in particular, you know, I am very quick to speak up when it comes to issues of race as it pertains to to black people, and I'm quick to speak up when it comes to race when it comes to Hispanics and other Latinos, and I'm not as quick when it comes to Asian Americans, in large part, not because I'm harboring some sort of, you know, fear or anger, but because of the visibility of their plight and of the stories. Correct, correct. And I need to do a better job sure. of making sure with the platforms that I have that I dig and I talk about those stories as well because they matter. And what happened last night, um, we're going to find out all of the reasons in terms of the motives. But the one thing that is clear is that there's a lot of people who happen to be Asian American who are hurting right now and who are fearful right now. And I just want you to know, at least when it comes to this show, we recognize, we see you and we honor that. And we just want to be allies in that fight with you. A hundred percent. And well and you know, said. And you know what, so, dude, listen, let me just tell you this, this platform radio. Okay. Radio has always been very community-centric. It's the thing that people rely on 
when there are emergencies, if there were blackouts, if there are wildfires, if there are you know, disasters of any kind. Um, terrestrial radio in a community is a very meaningful tool, okay? And in a market like LA, a city of this magnitude with this much cultural diversity, and you take an ESPN branded radio station, we, and I always feel this way, you gotta use, we, we all have to use this platform in particular because it's bigger than just us. It's bigger than me individually, us as a show, us as a station, you get my point. Um, it's community, you know, and there's a community out there that is hurting right now. And I think it's important to just like start being, to your point, George Kind, like if things like, hey, I'm feeling you, you know, I'm feeling your pain. Uh, I've been there. I've seen synagogue shot up. We've all been there in our own cultural thing. Okay. So sending love, sending prayers. And uh, I think uh, I feel a little bit better right now. Yeah, listen, again, we, we just want to express solidarity with everyone in our community for sure. Um, so no easy transition to this because we, we generally do a sports show. We generally do a fun show. Um, but we felt it was necessary off the top of the show to have this discussion. Um, so, again, you know, we, we just want we're always about inclus inclusivity here on this particular show and at the station, right, at the company. I feel like that's that's a big deal. Uh, for us as well. So um, from a sports perspective, as we uh, not seamlessly transition, um, you know, yesterday we touched on a topic, LZ, briefly, uh, because there was just the, the news of it, but we hadn't heard from LeBron yet. But LeBron became part owner of the Red Sox. And it was him and Maverick Carter. Now, look, they have been involved with John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox, for a while now because he's also one of the owners of Liverpool and LeBron has been linked with him and that group uh, going back to when he became a minority partner in, in that particular club uh, in the soccer world. So uh, while I believe, you know, look, the obvious part here is it's historic, right? I thought Michael Wilbon today on PTI did a great job of, you know, saying the, the phrase of, you know, it, it's just another step, right? Like, I believe the phrase used was, you know, he's standing on the shoulders of guys like Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, um, who, who kind of broke into this first, and he is taking this to a, his own stratosphere, right, to his own level. Uh, and I think that that's something LeBron has always strived for. Now, the interesting part here is locally, because, and this is where the sports aspect comes in, locally, because it is Boston, it has not necessarily been welcomed by all because of that tie. And I can understand that sort of, but come on, man. Like, this is bigger than the whatever rivalry there may be. I heard John talking about this earlier, and I agreed 100% uh, when Ireland said it. Like, I, I think that this is bigger than that rivalry. Like, this is – I think the historic moment should trump the um, – potential bitterness between the two cities as sports cities. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, dog. If your thoughts went to this rivalry with the Bosox, as opposed to the history that was made, that's just a straight trash take. I'm just going to be real with you. That is a straight trash take. Straight trash. There are certain things in life 
that are just bigger than these manufactured rivalries. <laughs> and the empowerment of black people in this arena is one of them. And this is why. You will oftentimes see a collection of investors pull their money together to acquire a franchise. And more often than not, they are homogenous. They're white, cisgender, heterosexual men pulling their money together to purchase these teams. If they can't just do it straight up out of their pockets. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, ain't nothing wrong with it. Not a damn thing with pulling your money together to buy a team. It's a very good investment. Nothing wrong with it. But minorities, particularly African-Americans who helped build some of these leagues, like the NFL, like the NBA, have been excluded from this collective. Generally speaking, historically speaking. And so it doesn't matter which restaurant you finally get to eat in. When you're starving, you're just trying to eat. And so if you're legitimately are upset, I'm not talking about people who are making jokes because I'm into jokes. I love jokes. Yeah, jokes the Yankee laugh. stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah. funny. I'm, I'm yeah. totally into jokes. Yeah. But if you're legitimately hating on LeBron because this investment happens to be with the Red Sox, when you don't know if there are any opportunities to invest in any local teams, you don't know if there are any other baseball teams that there was an opportunity to invest in. And oh, by the way, the Bo Sox is a very good investment because of the ROI, return of investment, in doing so. So it's smart business for this man to be doing that. If you are really holding on to the rivalry as opposed to embracing the empowerment, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. I can't even believe anybody's talking about that because for me, I'm just fascinated by what LeBron James is as a walking economy. And you talk about the Red Sox. I don't even think it's like, hey, um, an investment bank calls LeBron's people because they know LeBron's got the money and because they know that he's got the interest. And they say, hey, there's a piece that's available. It's more like the Red Sox going, you know what would be amazing? You know what would help us so much? My goodness, if LeBron was an equity investor, a, a shareholder in our organization, that would be incredible. And so, listen, um, I talk about black coaches, how there's, a, there's no, there are not enough black coaches in the NFL. And I hear, well, when the front offices change, that's when the sidelines are going to change. And to me, when you're young and ultra-wealthy, and you have a chance to buy into an appreciating asset and you don't need the cash right now, when LeBron takes his money out of the Red Sox, when they're sold in 10 years or 20 years, whatever he got in is going to be 20 times because that's what sports franchises do. So when you're ultra wealthy, these are great investments because if you don't need the cash, you're making bank when you finally sell. So to me, it's all about business, and I applaud LeBron. Yeah, and I also think that it involves um... – and, and we can continue this discussion on the other side, but I also think it, it, it helps, you know, I think to LZ's point earlier, right, when, when you look at the, the, not to get into a socioeconomic conversation, but to get into, when you look at the wealth in this country, there's very little of it in minority communities. But when you, are, when you have someone like LeBron James, when you have someone like Magic Johnson, right, even, you know, say what you want about Artie Moreno, right, it, with the Angels, right? Like, when you have these people from minority communities become the power brokers. I think that that is where you start to kind of quote unquote level the playing field some. And I think that that um, 
is 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 important, right? Like I think that's important for the the stuff that you alluded to, Scott, to get people on the sidelines or people in positions of power within these franchises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think all of this is a trickle-down effect, for lack of a better phrase. Well, I think uh, LeBron is a leader, and I think that other young African-American athletes who become exceptionally wealthy will be thinking business themselves. Like, you know what? If we all get together, we can buy a team, or at least we yeah. can buy a share of a team. And I think there there is a sense of that. I think that this generation of athletes has a different view on a lot of this stuff. All right. Um, We will take a break. Coming up next, uh, there's been a big day in the NFL. I want to get to some of that stuff here coming up, including a lot of stuff happening in the Rams division, but not so much with the Rams. So let's dive into that on the other side. This portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, real quick, let the madness begin. We've got our bracket contest. You can uh, register at the ESPN Los Angeles social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Uh, We have over 100,000, right, Greg? Over 100,000 entries at the moment? Yes, we do. Okay, cool. So make sure you do that. And we're also doing this. Check this out. We're giving away more cash in our March Money Madness promotion starting tomorrow, Thursday. Make sure you're listening around this time at 415 we will pick the Money Madness School of the Day. And so we're going to pick a school, and we're going to announce the school in the 415 segment. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, so somewhere in that 5 to 6 hour, you got to listen for the cue to call. Then you can be the eighth caller with the correct Madness School of the Day, whatever we announce at 415, and you can win $200 in cash and qualify for the grand prize, which is two nights in a luxury suite at Harrah's Resort, SoCal, uh, which is uh, $250 resort credit included and $1,000 in spending cash if you win that grand prize. Now, now, George, yeah, we need to make sure that we help Laura out because we're just getting started. We have a full show today, and we can't have her playing U2 the entire time to welcome <laughs> you know, St. Patty's Day. We need I know, to at least give her I'm some sorry. different artists. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know, Greg. I sent her Sinead O'Connor. You did say you wanted some Sinead O'Connor. Greg Greg has scared me into make sure you promote the money madness contest. (laughs) So I'm afraid. I don't want to. I don't want her just popping in the Joshua tree and then walking away from the studio. Okay. So Laura, play the song again. Let's do it again. Now that I've done the contesting part. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Before that, Scott, you have to read the battle part of this. I do. All right. This is all being brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Are you game for a getaway? Plan your fast break to funner at harrissocal.com. All right, Laura, play the song again. There we go. So we can then we can celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um, I know you're blirish, LZ, as you described yesterday. Yes, yes, um, I am. It's very, the pandemic is very sad. Like, this is now two straight uh, St. Patrick's Days we've lost uh, due to the pandemic. So, You know, it was uh, weird. Last year I was wearing, surprise, surprise, a St. Patty's Day onesie. Yeah, that's and your, your deal. I, I had so many people forget that it was St. Patty's Day because the pandemic hit right. and we weren't out and about. And so I remember being in, I think I was in the downtown Ralph's or something, and people were like, 
oh yeah, it is St. Patty's Day. Let's buy beer. Like he yeah. reminded people <laughs> that we could actually still recognize holidays just because we were in a pandemic doesn't yeah. mean that the calendar completely shuts down. So you you oh, were like a human um, like uh, promotion for St. Patrick's Day. I, I, well, it was self-promoting it because, as you know, I'm Blyrish. Right. So it's, yes, that's true. Yes. 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 A onesie is a comfortable thing, too. Very underrated, you know? I mean, I wore one during Christmas. My girlfriend, Rachel, was like, I am so happy that my Jewish boyfriend is dressed like an elf in a onesie, but it's comfortable. Feels good. Everybody wearing something green today? Is everybody feeling kind of lucky maybe a little oh, bit? Oh, you know what? I have not worn anything green all day today. So if you want to punch me or whatever we used to do as kids, feel free, you know, like in the arm. I think that I, wasn't I picked wearing... up some spinach. Does yeah. that count? Like... Yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, well, if you eat some greens, yeah. Well, yeah, well, there's other green stuff I, you know, I, we could dive into later. I have a terrible shade of green on today, only because a friend of mine early this morning said to me, hey, it's, it's St. Patrick's Day. You should wear some green. I'm like, why? And he said, because you're lucky. And I said, I am? And he said, yeah. And then, LZ, the other day you said something interesting, which was working from home is a privilege. And the way you said it, and I was like, you know what? I am kind of feeling like maybe I should feel a little lucky, you know? And so I put on this terrible, horrible shade of green, but it's the only thing I got, so I'm rocking it. Laura, Laura says we have you have to wear green. So, I, in other words, you're saying I, in the middle of the show, like in a commercial break, I need to switch my shirt. Is yes, yes, percent. Yes. Do it. I'm wearing okay. green. We're wearing green. You got to wear okay. green. Is Greg wearing green? I don't wear green. I have nothing, <sighs> nothing in my closet that is green. Not even like a t-shirt, <laughs> underwear, no, no, something. No, I don't bro? wear green. Not even Dude, your envy. I'm maybe, maybe. Hold on. Wait. Wear... What did you say, LZ? Not even your what? <laughs> your green envy? and envy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very envious what? of you, LZ. Yeah. I got uh, some green jeans that are totally, Wait, totally right. Oh, man, these these jeans are the coolest green jeans you've ever seen, man. They're so cool. I don't think cool and green jeans can go yeah, together. Total oxymoron. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think will, that can happen. I will show you these green jeans. Please, okay, please, I would love don't to tell see me. That. Elsie, you're gonna Please say don't tell say... me it is still like the Levi's from like the 1990s when he's no, had no. all those different color Levi's. Please <laughs> no, tell not... me those aren't the green. Do jeans you remember that about. when Levi's no. did the different colors? That right. was funny. Remember it, dude. It was a staple in the hood. You could not come into the hood unless you had at least three different colors of Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> at least three. I had I had the blue, the navy blue. I had the the green. I had the yellow. And then, of course, you know, I had the red, which I understand, in, you know, in L.A., you may not necessarily yeah, want to do that. do that. But in no, Detroit, no, no. but in Detroit, I was good. Yeah. So, yeah, the only thing was that if you did that, two, you had two issues you had to worry about. What? Number one, obviously the fade. You had to wash them carefully in cold water oh, and try not yeah. to dry them too harsh because if they start fading, yeah. then you open yourself up to, you know, attacks. Did you then, guys have hyper And then number two, oh, and then number two was that if you wore your red Levi's on Monday, Uh-oh. that was a wrap for at yeah, least two weeks. At yeah. least two weeks. Because everybody knew. Because everyone knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to stop wearing Levi's when the waist number got bigger than the length number. You know, like we used to have it on the back. They would tell you the waist is a 30. Oh, yeah, they had numbers the, that were visible. The, right, yes, right. So if, you, right. if your waist was 30 and your length was 32, you were tall and lean. But once you got to 3430, 
all of a sudden, I didn't oh, want everybody to see that. Wait a you know? second, though. But 3430 is like a pretty standard, like, dude measurement, I feel like. 3430, 3432 is like a standard Ooh, person. There's a personal hang-up, George. That's kind I, I would get longer No, but jeans. I'm just saying, like, at the, at the vi- <laughs> like, if, if you're I'm just 34, saying 3430, if your inseam is more than two above yes. your, you, I mean, it's. Tell it's, him, yeah. Elsie, Explain uh, it to Really? Me. You think yes. so? If your if your waist so. is bigger than your length, then yeah, you that you don't want to be showing that off with some Levi's. Well, but if That's you're when a you short person, what the hell are you supposed to do? I feel attacked right now. Okay? Yeah, I'm with don't, you. Don't, like, sorry, listen, listen, I'm I'm listen I didn't I didn't make the rules. All right, it was in the Devil Wears Prada. What Miranda <laughs> says goes. So I'm just following up on the information no, but that you I and Scott, acquired. I feel like you and Scott are attacking me and Laura and Greg right now. You guys now. feel I attacked do feel right that. now. I feel I'm attacked. a 3430. I'm absolutely a 3430. So yes. <laughs> and, and what are you trying to do right now, Greg? I'm a 3230. Yeah. No, no, no. Hold on, Greg. What What are you trying to do right now, Greg? Get to 3330. So go. you're trying to do what? Lose weight? <laughs> lose, yeah, so, why, so why are you attacking? Why are you attacking me and Scott for yeah. doing something yeah. that no, you are trying no. to do right now? No, 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 no. First of all, I'm gonna put. The, we got to play that damn game, but we're gonna call. We're gonna have people call first <laughs> Which before we play this damn game. Which so damn game? I, I I say this. You say two. You guys said two inches is the standard. No, 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 no. I said it's if if your inseam is more than two, the number of your inseam is more than two above your waist, you're probably more round. Correct. And trying so to lose. So it. in other words, a thirty-two thirty, you're okay with. Right, right. but like a so thirty-four thirty, but thirty you're probably anything more, round. more than yeah. thirty-two thirty, and that no, see, I think thirty-four thirty, you can still look good. I disagree with that. I didn't say you couldn't look good. So you, you, I didn't say you couldn't look good. I said you might be more round. Now, me, I like having something to hold on to, so I'm not too <laughs> upset about it. All right. I'm, I'm going to lay it out to the audience and ask right now. Is 3432 round? For I would get 3434s, and they were way too long. Yeah. You know, way too long. I just wanted the waist and the length to be the same. Right, you did that on purpose. Yeah. And then what did you do? Did you hem them after that? Not really. I just wore pants that were you too long. You wore pants that were way too long, way like too dragging long. on the floor? Just didn't want, just didn't want the the the, the waist okay. to be bigger than the length. That's all right. right. We have, all right. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN is thirty four thirty round. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We will open up the phones. We do have breaking news in the NBA. We'll have that for you in three minutes. We'll be back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. And I know there are a lot of calls. So if you're there, stay there. Okay, let's just do this quick. Let's do two quick ones, Greg. Let's do two two quick quick ones. All right. So we're going to go with birthdays then. Rob Lowe, Nat King Cole, and Mia Hamm. George, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Um, Rob Lowe, Nat King Cole, Mia Hamm. Ooh, this is tough um, because I don't think any of them are overrated. Um, I would say, I mean, look, if I had to pick one that was overrated, I guess Rob Lowe. Um, although I loved him in Parks and Rec. I loved him. Nat King Cole is properly rated. I don't think there's any question. And Mia Hamm is underrated because I don't think people realize, like the common person realizes how important she was uh, to women's sports. So 
Yeah, like I, I love Rob Lowe. I am a huge Parks and Rec guy. I love his career. I love you know a lot of the fun comedy stuff he's done specifically. But yeah, I would say if I had to pick one of those three, it's going to have to be him, unfortunately. This is a no win for me. This right. is a no win. Um, I'm going to go Rob Lowe, underrated. Okay. Um, guys had a long career, been able to do a lot of different kinds of stuff. I'd say Nat King Cole, properly rated. And this is where I don't like it because I don't really want to put Mia Hamm as overrated. I mean, she had a huge career. Um, I guess if I were going to try and make a case for her being overrated, I'd say, well, uh, Brandy Chastain is the one who scored the goal. Right. But then I find myself trying to down on me. I don't want to down on Mia Hamm. Right. Yeah. LZ? I like Mia Hamm. Uh, I'm going to go with... Mia Hamm is underrated. Rob Lowe is properly rated, and Nat King Cole overrated for really? two reasons. You're not unforgettable here, LZ. Well, reason number one, my friend, is that of the three, Nat King Cole is the only one that can't come get me. <laughs> That's true. So I, I feel right. comfortable, That's you know, saying he's underrated, knowing that he can't come in and you know see me in the street somewhere right. and call me out. He'd be like, I, I then, heard what you said about me. Right. And I couldn't say Rob Lowe is yeah. overrated because he's fine, and I still want to stay in the game, <laughs> and I don't want to offend him, so I'm yeah. just going to, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. What if Natalie mm -hmm. Cole's in the card listening right now here in L.A.? Well, that would be spooky because she also passed away. Oh, that's right. She did pass away. Mm. Oh. So what about someone happening. else in the We Cole have a different family. show. Yeah. Yeah. What about so like Rob Lowe is still fine, I don't know. Huh? What are you talking about? Yeah. Rob Lowe's uh, still hot. Even even how old is Rob Lowe? He got to be in his mid mid fifties, late fifties. Yeah, he's a good looking man. Yeah. I mean, again, one of those people that makes me say with your chest, George. Good Holy looking cow. man. Good looking man. Good lord. <laughs> Kelly, um, you want to turn the dial right now, girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Greg. What's the next one before we get to the calls? All right. In 1967, Jimi Hendrix released Purple Haze in the UK. Ooh. In 1979, Gloria Gaynor went to number one in the UK singles for I Will Survive. Mm. And in 1984, Van Halen's Jump peaked at number one in the US. Scott, oh, Purple oh. Haze, mm -hmm. I Will Survive, and Jump. Overrated, Oof. underrated, properly rated. Greg, you're getting good at this because these are tough. I want them to be tough. Uh, okay. Um, jump. Oh, gosh. Wow. I'm going to say. Uh, this should be easy for you. You said Sammy Hagar is way better than D David Lee Roth. That's right. Sammy Hagar is the better lead singer of Van Halen than David Lee Roth. That's right. More professional, real American rock and roller. Okay. I'm going to say Jimi Hendrix. I'm going to say underrated. No, 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 no. What was the second one? I will Gloria survive. Gaynor. Gaynor, I will Gloria survive. Gaynor, I will survive. Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. Overrated. Um, oh. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, underrated. And uh, well, I couldn't write it down fast enough. What was the third uh, one? Jump. Van Halen, jump. Jump. Hey, properly rated. You had to write it down? I know, Damn. dude. It's hard, man. It's hard for me. You need to you need to lay off that purple haze if you had to write down three <laughs> names. <laughs> and then I did yeah. it in shorthand, and I wrote down PH, and yeah. then the next one looks like FG, and then the next one looks like Jeremy. I mean, I can't even read what I wrote. See, I, I Jump is a great song, but not my favorite Van Halen song. So I'm going to go overrated on that one. Um, and I'm going to say Gloria Gaynor properly rated and i'm gonna go with Jimi hendrix underrated for as great as he was i still feel like people don't appreciate how great he was lz uh i am going to go with gloria Gaynor as being underrated 
Okay. I am going to go with Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze, the release Purple Haze, as overrated. Mm. And I'm going to say Jump is properly rated. Okay. Fair enough. I don't I- remember ever being in an environment where people were saying, yo, put in that Purple Haze. <laughs> but I do know that I Will Survive will have any wedding that I've ever attended with a jam-packed dance floor yes. all these years later. It's an and I also know yeah. that Brothers in the Hood finally knew who Van Halen was because of Jump. Okay. Before okay. that, Van Halen got no run okay. in the streets. None. And then Jump came out and that little dun, dun, dun. We were like, oh, okay. I, I, I. And then we started rolling <laughs> with him. David Lee Roth gave him street cred and Eddie Van Halen. There you go. I just, will survive just, just, also. Just also, I Will Survive will work in any movie or any TV show, anytime, or any karaoke bar. I got caught yes. up in one of these uh, binge watches of that yes. show, Firefly Lane. Have you guys seen or heard about this show? I, I haven't seen the show, but I do agree with your yeah. premise. And yes. it was, and they, they, they were into it last night in a karaoke bar. It just always works, I Will Survive. All right, let's go to the phones. We LZ, uh, I've known him for five-plus years now, and for the first time in our relationship, he has offended me by saying that 3430 mm-hmm. is round. Okay, that if your waist and inseam are 3430, you are round. Scott is also on board here. I feel attacked is what I would say, even though now I'm down to 3230. But I was very healthy at a 3430 for a while, I would say. But I do feel attacked. We are putting it up to the audience right now. We're going to the phones. Mark in Ontario. Mark. Hello, Mark. Yo, Mark. What's up, man? You there? Yeah. What's the deal? You're on the air, bro. Bye, Mark. Casey in Tajunga. What's up, Casey? Hey, what's going on, fellas? That's the way you answer. Thank you. Can you guys hear me? Yes, go right ahead, sir. Okay. Hey, me personally, I'm a 32-32, but I got a buddy who's a 36-30. I ain't going to say his name, but I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure he listens to you guys all the time. (laughs) He knows I'm talking about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I agree, man. If you're too old, is if your inseam is four over or four under your waist, you're probably round. Oh, you need to go to Jenny Craig. Oh, I'm come on. on. Oh. Hey, man, I just wanted to chime in. Uh, you know uh, Patrick Mahomes is part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Nobody yes, said a word yes. about that. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, he's yep. not quite anyway, as famous fellas, as LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? All right, Casey. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, even though uh, we don't agree with you, or at least I don't. Hey, by the way, 3630, mm-hmm. if you have a 3630. That's round. I'm willing well, to admit but, that. But yes. here's what also happens. When you have a 3630, you might really need a 38, but you don't really want to do that. No. And then, So you go 36, and then the bulge comes out. And, and it's so uncomfortable. That's worse. You know? Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Just go the extra size up. Up. Uh, Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, mi hermano, come on now. Hey, first off, brothers, I'm very proud of you uh, for the beginning, you know, how you guys begin the show. Uh, There's no room for any hate crimes against any people. I mean, it's 2021, and it's it's amazing that we're still dealing with that nonsense. So uh, prayers and thoughts for the Asian community. And uh, everybody that's ever been, you know, part of a hate crime, you know, prayers. But anyway, man, uh, uh, LZ, I'm going to give you a pass. As far as, like, the Hispanic community, that's normal. 
But then again, we're pretty round people. You know what I mean? So, uh, listen, yeah, I didn't want to, listen, listen, Manuel, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want my brothers coming after me. But let's just say I done been with more than one, uh, you know, let's say uh, brother in the Hispanic community. And um, I ain't never mad at it. This is important to be known. I ain't never yeah. mad at it, but I do feel that, you know, generally speaking. Yeah, it's round, yeah. though. Nah, we got to be real. Hey, um, <laughs> also, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, like I said, man, you guys do an excellent job. You guys are the best. And uh, keep doing it, man. Uh, happy St. Patty's, man. Happy St. Patty's. Happy right right St. Patty's, brother. Thank you. Be, be good. Let's sneak in one more real quick, and we'll continue this discussion at 877-710-ESPN. Someone has to come to our defense here because Laura and Greg and I feel attacked. Curtis in Whittier. Well, it's not going to be me, George, because Damn, I am Curtis, 30, come on. <laughs> come on, Curtis, Curtis. Listen, 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 listen. Before the pandemic, I was 32-30. Now I'm 34-30, and my wife looked at me the other day and said, uh, Babe, I think you need to lose a little weight. Oh, yeah. man, come on. Come on, Mr. Keep it, keep it real, man. Keep it real. Keep keep it real, man. All right, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. All right, go ahead. Okay, I do feel attacked. Mm-hmm. I do feel attacked. But I can say two chunky people just don't work, you know? That, so Now, that's so true, just, I believe. I yes. got to have my man tall and lean, okay? Because, okay. you know. Don't feel attacked. Listen to me. It's, it's a yeah. personal hang-up. I'm telling you right now. That if I went from a 34, 34, and I realized the pants are way too long, and then I was at a 34, 30, it didn't feel good. And then when I was at a 36, 30, I felt really bad. So then I had to 36, 34, and then just the pants didn't fit. It's a personal hang-up, Laura. Don't get offended. You know what I'm saying? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Come on, man. I know there's some people out there with a 34-30 that feel like they're being attacked right now. 877-710-ESPN. We got two open phone lines if you want to hop aboard. We still didn't get, because we tried to squeeze in the game and this, we didn't get to the breaking NBA news. We'll have that for you. Uh, it can't affect, it's going to affect the championship chase. I'll tell you that. We are back in two minutes and 30 seconds. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ooh, I haven't heard this song in a long time. I know, right? Laura, where'd you find this? Was it in our system? No, but LZ wanted it, so yeah. I got it. LZ okay. put it in the group text. Mm. It's St. Patty's Day. It yeah. is St. Patty's Day. Remember when Sinead O'Connor went on Saturday Night Live? and uh, was she, Did she tear up a picture, or did she, like... She tear up a picture of the Pope, and she spoke the truth and shamed the devil. Yeah, she did that. She that. talked about pedophilia, and everyone was like, <gasps> and then, you know. Everyone, yeah. yeah, freaked out yeah. about that. It's kind of funny um, that you said that because you were like, do you remember when she was on Saturday Night Live? I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't have told you anything about what happened. I remember it was controversial, but then LZ got all the details. He did. He had it. He nailed it. Um, speaking of details, we have details because there's been a trade in the NBA. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Ager Wojnarowski, our pal Woj, is reporting that P.J. Tucker, who we were talking about the other day, has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Houston is sending P.J. Tucker, 
uh, Rodion's Kurutz, who came from the Nets uh, a while back, uh, and a Bucks 2022 first-round pick back to Milwaukee. Uh, Houston had their own, you know, the old pick, and they're sending it back um, to Milwaukee. For DJ Augustine, DJ Wilson, a 2023 unprotected first-round pick, uh, Houston also gets the right to swap its 2021 second-round pick uh, for Milwaukee. So basically, they get a first-round pick back. Milwaukee's first-round pick is going to be in the, you know, whatever, in theory, like 25 to 30, right? Um, and these guys get an unprotected 2020, excuse me, 2023 unprotected first-round pick. I feel like that's more than I expected P.J. Tucker to go for. Like, I thought maybe one of those, like, conditional firsts and probably, like, a couple of seconds and, like, a player. Because remember, Houston did say, LZ, that they wanted mm-hmm. players. Now, there are players going back and forth here. Uh, there is that. Um, but I don't know if there's any of those guys are, like, quote-unquote, the young um, ascending player they wanted. D.J. Augustine's been in the league for, like, 10 years uh, and DJ Wilson is a young player, but I don't look at him as some promising prospect unless I'm missing something. Well, the, the truth is, and I've been preaching this, you know, since jump. All you need is one. You know, far too often when we talk about trade assets or draft prospects or anything that dealing with player movement, we compare it to the entire league. Oh, is this player worth this much money? Is he better than this other player? Yeah. All you need is one franchise that thinks you're the ish. And you can get high value for it. Yeah. And and the truth of the matter is the Bucks need a PJ Tucker. Right. And so when you're in a need situation, you can't be frugal. Yeah. You can't risk losing that kind of player. So they gave up, you know, all the yams to get him. And I hope the thirty six year old or thirty five year old works out for him. They needed him, but I don't but like you, I'm shocked, George and Cap, at the amount of a haul that Houston was able to get in return for him. Yeah, you know it's funny. Last week when we were talking about PJ Tucker and possibly coming to the Lakers, I was thinking like, "Hey, you know what? He's 35, but he's experienced, and players love playing with him. And he's, you know, he he may not be tall, but he's a guy who will, you know, really throw the body around the paint." Like I was making all these things up in my head about why PJ Tucker would fit with the Lakers. And now that he's left Houston and he's going to Milwaukee, I'm like, "Yeah, he's old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's fine. fine. No big deal. He's just some old guy." Yeah. Yeah, That's by the way, yep, yep. bad time to be a Houston sports fan, wouldn't you say? I mean, oh between gosh. the destruction of the Rockets and what's yeah. going on with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt leaving, I mean, bad time no, no, no. for Houston sports fans. It goes fans. before that. Go before that. Yeah. You cheated for your soup for your World yeah. Series ring. There you go. Right. There you go. You and cheated. by the way, some of those guys are leaving too. Springer's gone. Correa yep. is a free agent coming up, and there's a chance he may not be back. So that right. team may be dismantled plus, soon too. Plus, and this is the worst part of it all, you're in Texas. Yeah. Houston, Texas. Yeah, you're in Texas. Yeah. Be that great. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like there's that, you know, the story of there's so many Californians leaving to Texas. Great. Less traffic for us. <laughs> yeah, That's the way Austin. I look at it. Everybody seems to be headed to Austin, but Houston, yeah. you talk about heat, humidity and rain yeah, and rodeos. Yeah, man. They have mosquitoes the size of bald eagles in <laughs> they <do>. Houston. <laughs> And they come out in the middle of the day. They don't even wait till like dusk or dawn. They yeah. just be rolling up at noon to bite you. It's well, crazy. dude, I remember we were there for the Super Bowl a couple years ago, LZ, you and me and Key back in the day. And I'm sure Scott, you were there too with you know when you when you were working there. Um and man, it was like February. And one of those days was like seventy five and humid as hell. Yeah. I was like, yep. yo, it's February. 
Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. There, there were two Super Bowls there in the last, I don't know, whatever it is, 10 years or so. Yeah. The and, Janet Jackson uh, one was one of them. I was there for that. And, yeah, and, and, the, um, and they have really built that city up, but I still don't want to live there. No. No. No, absolutely not. No. Not uh, if I so can avoid Pete- it. They do have a really good soul food restaurant, though. I think it's like Obama's <laughs> well, Kitchen yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, but P.J. Tucker is headed to Milwaukee. And look, I guess, look, you're all in for Giannis. You've already traded a ton of assets for Drew Holiday. You might as well give yep. up whatever's left for P.J. Tucker. But this is your team now, if you're Milwaukee. You need to win because there, there's not a lot of maneuverability if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. So it'll be fascinating to see how that works itself out. Speaking of moving, uh, Gerald Everett, Adam yeah. Schefter just reported just that Gerald Everett is leaving the Rams. He's signing with the Seahawks, Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I like Gerald Everett. I like I like him as a player. You but, do? Um, oh, yeah. But um, I'll tell you, you know, again, it just keeps going back to how much who's can stay and who's got to go. And it's why a guy like John Johnson's got to go and why a guy like Gerald Everett's got to go. And, um, you know, you just the salary cap being lessened down to 183. Um, it's a lot of money, and now you got to try and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Did you guys see the the video of Les Snead with all the hats, and he's like clearing um, all the cap space? Did you guys happen to see that? By no, chance? I didn't see that. Yeah, there's, there's like video that's running around on Twitter where Les Snead is um, in a backyard somewhere, and there's a beautiful pool behind him, and then you, maybe like a beautiful ocean view way behind him, and he's got all these hats on the table, and he's clearing cap space. Well, he needs to hustle, man, because. Um, a lot of moves are being made around the NFL, and the Rams are losing more than they're gaining for sure. All right, let's go well, to the Phillies. We, don't, we don't know that yet. Yeah. Well, we right, they, right. We don't, know how, we don't know how it's going to end up. <laughs> yeah. Right. So just we just were, as of right now. We were talking earlier about uh, LZ and Cap made the comment that if you are more than two inches on your waistline above your inseam, then you round. So I'm like, that's offensive, damn it. And I feel attacked. Laura's attacked. Greg feels attacked. Do you feel attacked? 877-710-ESPN, or are you with Cap and LZ? Let's go to Jason and Downey. Jason, what do you got? I was beginning to feel like we were family, guys. But then LZ and Cap had to drop that, and man, I am attacked. Because what you guys what? explained was, was the exact version of me. I'm your typical Mexican. Short, round, with fantastic hair. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? You were what? I'm your typical Mexican, short, fat, with fantastic hair. Great hair. Listen. Yeah. No one, no one said round was unattractive. So if you're feeling attacked, it's because you have internalized roundophobia. And <laughs> you think <laughs> roundophobia is a real thing. And people think when they hear round, that automatically means it's unattractive. I just described the shape. You're adding the value to the shape. I didn't do that. Yeah, and I'm just having like my own like issues where I'm just admitting my insecurities and I'm using the radio airwaves as my own personal therapy session. So, yes. you know, don't he take has it internalized roundophobia. Internalization of the roundophobia. Right. Yeah. Let's go let's go to Kevin in Silver Lake. Kevin. Oh, Kevin, I I think you you must have if you live in everybody I know in Silver Lake has has like is like in really good shape. So my guess is you're going to side with LZ and Cap. Uh, actually, uh, I'm calling from uh, uh, San Fernando Valley. Oh, my bad. It said Silver Lake here. Yeah. So my bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't really feel a tech, but to me, if you're uh, 34, 30, uh, if you, you're considered round unless if you're wearing um, skinny jeans. <laughs> right? If you wear skinny yeah, jeans, yeah. you can kind of you make, yeah, you fake it a little bit. If you're bit. wearing like a, 
if you're wearing like just like regular normal jeans, then you're fine. But skinny jeans is what make you round. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't, wear 30, 30, don't, right. wear skinny, don't wear the skinny jeans. Don't wear the skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. Actually, don't wear skinny jeans. Is something that should just should be universal. But yeah. right, right. just go with the boot cut. You know yeah. what I'm saying, Kevin? Thank you, and I'm sorry. I, did, I apologize. I thought you were in Silver Lake. You're in the San Fernando Valley, so thank you. Not that we don't love Silver Lake too, but uh, well, let's go to. My itch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we're going to continue this at eight seven 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 ten ESPN because I feel like more people feel attacked than this. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Coming up next, though, we've got. Uh, an interesting trade possibility that's being reported for the Lakers that was just reported earlier today, and it's something that LZ's going to like, all right, considering all that he's talked about with the big men in the middle for the Lakers. We'll get to that in two and a half minutes. What you need to know as well, 710 ESPN.